Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! update on the fantasy sports radio network joe galena and george kurtz spend the part of your weekend with you hey if you're at the beach if you're at the park at a picnic take us with you we want to hang out with you how you doing george hell if you're at the park or a picnic i'll take a burger have a little barbecue yeah. maybe a sandwich right. hungry Hey, if you're at the I'm beach hungry. and there's a, a girl wearing a skimpy uh, bikini, point the radio in that direction because I want to see. Okay. <laughs> I, was wondering where you, well, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah, if there's a girl in a skimpy bikini, yeah. If, yeah, only, yeah. You know, and I never get that, by the way. Listen, <laughs> I get you wearing the bikini. You look great and I'm not complaining. Then you complain when guys are looking at you. Right, right. Yeah, that's, like, 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 that's, like, that's not why you're wearing it. Give me a break. Well, that's why uh, we as men need to wear dark uh, sunglasses on the beach so that, uh, you know, we don't – they don't know that we're, like, gawking at them, no? Oh, they know, but that is – at least you have some uh, plausible deniability. (laughs) Right. So how's it going, George? It's – I think it's just been a a great week to – to be a fantasy sports player, uh, t- to be in, in the fantasy industry as well. Uh, we're still in the thick of the fantasy baseball season, uh, heading towards the All-Star break in a few days, and uh, heading uh, a couple weeks into the uh, trade deadline. So there's a lot of uh, baseball news, a lot of rumors flying around. And, of course, Monday was the start of the Scott Fishball League. We had uh, previewed it uh, for a couple weeks and uh, the drafting took place, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's a slow draft, so here and there, you know, you, you, there are times when I, have, you know, I haven't drafted uh, for eight, hour, eight hours at a clip, you know, the, because, uh, you know, I have the first uh, pick overall, and a couple of guys in my uh, division, one guy, uh, he uh, is working the night shift, so, <laughs> you know, he doesn't pick for a while because he's sleeping during the day, and another guy was from England, so he you know, texted us and said, hey, you know, uh, just want to let you know uh, when the uh, England team plays the semifinal in the semi uh, in the uh, World Cup, yeah, I might not be able to make my pick for a while. So at least he was honest. But uh, have you ha- have you had fun with your Scott Fishbowl League? Have you had a lot of pauses in it? First of all, I hate excuses. Okay, <laughs> Everybody has an excuse as to why they can't draft. I, I love it when people go on the uh, thing, oh, no, I'm sorry, guys, I wasn't able to because of the – I don't want to hear it. All right, I really don't want to hear it. All right, make mm-hmm. your damn pick. Mm-hmm. All right, we all have phones. All right, I understand. Oh, England, because they, when they're in the World Cup, you can't, what, <laughs> they don't have breaks in these things? It's freaking soccer. All right, it's about as slow as you could possibly be. You can make a pick. I never understand this. I mean, it's, uh, I, I get it from the, this is, uh, you know, some fans are in this too. I guess I get it for a fan. They mm-hmm. overthink these things. If you're an expert, you know, one of us experts, industry people, mm-hmm. and you don't know who your pick is, and you need to take more than five minutes, you probably have a problem. <laughs> I mean, how many drafts have you done? You have your own. We all have our own rankings. How tough is this? Mm-hmm. Make your pick. You know, you know, you know, your pick's coming up, but you're not going to be on a computer. They have this lovely thing called pre-drafting. Right. Lovely thing where you can put your, your five guys here, which I do all the time. Doesn't doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, generally I know I'm going to be at my computer, but if I know I'm going to be, let's say I'm going to be at the gym and I'm going to be there for an hour and I don't want to make my pick while I'm at the gym, I'll put a couple of guys in pre-draft and I'll be okay. So yeah. it always, it's supposed to be it's the same guy or, or girl for that, man. It's saying over and over again, oh, sorry, I couldn't do it. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear it. All right, don't want to hear it. Luckily in my draft, it really hasn't been a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have one, there's a fan that's by far the longest out of everybody. Right. You know, he's taken, but even he hasn't been terrible. 
But he's been by far the longest. He's taking three, right. four hours pretty much a pick. You know, we're, we're in round 15, though. It's moving. I am going to Vegas tomorrow, so I would be thrilled nice. if we could possibly finish before mm-hmm. I leave. <laughs> but uh, I know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. At most, I'll uh, get through round maybe 18, and I even doubt that. So I'll have to make my last four picks while uh, you know, doing things in Sin City. There you go. Is this a, a fantasy-related trip to Vegas, or uh, is this like a, a vacation, just a general vacation? Uh, it's quasi both. It is. Uh, uh-huh. It is with fantasy people. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So you know, it's uh, with guys that uh, names that everybody knows. Uh, so it is uh, fantasy related. Uh, uh-huh. Not through Roto Experts, but uh, so. But it is with my wife. You know, it is a vacation. I am doing a fantasy football draft there. Good. I yeah. believe. Tom- Wait, what's that? It's Monday night. I am doing a fantasy football draft there. So uh, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's quasi. It's not strictly fantasy. I said the wife is going. Going to do some more fun things. Hey, if your I wife is going, they, you uh, have to tell her. Look, it's not a fantasy. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> she wanted me to go on this 550 foot. Uh, a Ferris wheel thing? <laughs> Get the hell out of here! That ain't happening, boys and girls. I am not going on a. I I, I don't like. I don't like twenty five foot Ferris wheels. Five hundred and fifty feet? Are you kidding? I mean, you know, we're we're packing light as it is mm-hmm. because this way we don't. Have to, we're only staying for a few days. Maybe I don't have to uh, check in baggage. I'm right. like, if we go on a five hundred fifty foot Ferris wheel, you're gonna need to pack extra underwear. Right? I was gonna, gonna say be, that. Yes, I'm gonna have some issues. <laughs> Well, you know what? A Ferris wheel, I don't like them because they're so slow. You know, like uh, we were talking last week, we mentioned roller coasters. I mean, yeah, they're, they're crazy, too, because the heights and the drops and the loops and all that stuff. But it's quick, you know. Uh, with a Ferris wheel, it's like, you know, it takes you forever to, to make the the turn, you know, to just go all the way around. And you're up there for, it seems like, forever. Like, you know, as the as the ride, your seat goes all the way to the top. You so. know, my, my, when I was at Coney Island last week, my kids wanted to go on the Ferris wheel there. Now, it's not 550 feet, but it's still mm-hmm. pretty tall. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those Ferris wheels where, and I've never really seen this before, the inside, you know, you have the, I uh, whatever, those, the things on the outside where you sit in, I don't know, the carriages. Mm-hmm. The one, they have ones in like, in, in the inside that move. And right. they just like slide down a bar. What the hell is this? <laughs> so not only are you twirling, you know, going around, you're moving side to side, I guess, as, you, as you're doing that? So. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's like, I guess, uh, uh, by the angle, you know, uh, get, no. Just no. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't mind roller coasters. I, I, I even kind of like them. I like the thrill. Ferris mm-hmm. wheel, to me, is just, just torture. Like you said, you, you seem yeah, to be torture, up there right. forever. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, I agree with you. But, uh, hey, you know, we've got a great show uh, today. Jim Day, the fantasy Taz, will join us at the top of the second hour. He'll be talking to us uh, about uh, fantasy football, his draft in the Scott Fishbowl League, who he's high on, who he's not. And uh, he's a really good follow as well, at Fantasy Taz on uh, Twitter. So that should be a lot of fun. But uh, we're going to be talking a little fantasy baseball as well. And uh, so... A lot of trade rumors going around, and uh, one of the big names that's been talked about this past week is Manny Machado. And I was very surprised to hear that the Yankees were throwing their hat in the ring. And personally, and I hope that it's just them doing their due diligence, but as the week went on, it just seemed that they had made a serious offer for uh, Machado. And yeah. I'm going to give you my personal feeling, and then I, I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you say. I don't, I don't really want Machado on this team. <laughs> I don't think he. I mean, the guy has got tremendous talent, but I don't think he really fits the Yankees' mold. I mean, he's he, a little too full of himself, too smug when you look at him in that lineup and, and that uh, dugout. And I, maybe it's not fair for me to say because I'm, I'm prejudging him. But, you know, early in his career, he had those temper tantrums, brawling with uh, Jordana Ventura and uh, all that kind of stuff. And plus, uh, you know, I, I, I like the the composition of the Yankees team the way it is. Sometimes, you know, if something's working right, why why change it, you know? And then so you'd be giving up some, some high-profile uh, prospects, I would imagine. I mean, I really haven't heard the names, but you got to think it's Clint Frazier, maybe Andahar, uh, Miguel Andahar. Uh, you know, w- why? You know, if, you might not even be able to sign this guy. I, I know he has kind of intimated that maybe he would prefer to be a Yankee when he's a free agent, but there's no 100% guarantee that the Yankees could sign him. Uh, you know, the Yankees need starting pitching. We've talked about this. So give me your take on it. 
Yeah, we spoke about this this morning with Kevin Walsh on the uh, Rotor Express in the morning show. Um, listen, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Would he make no the doubt. Yankees better? Yes, he would make the Yankees better. I don't think there's any, any doubt he would make the Yankees better. But here's the problem. He has said he only wants to play shortstop. Okay, so what are you doing with Gregorius? Right. Really? Anyone? Anyway, what are we doing with Didi? He, he's mm-hmm. done? He's a bench player? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to go real crazy here? He's going to play second base and move Torres to third. Oh, All right, what are we going to do with Andahar? Andahar, does, uh, if, if, even, even if Andahar he doesn't might be get traded. traded here. Yeah, he might get a, he, But he might deal. not be. Baltimore wants young pitching. People forget this. People, Baltimore wants young pitching. That's not to Just say they wouldn't Sheffield. trade Andahar. Sheffield, but right. And the Yankees, the Yankees have said they won't trade Sheffield. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I think this is Cashman doing his due diligence. And what I mean by that is I don't think Cashman really wanted Stanton either. But the price was too good. Yeah. You know, so he took him. Mm-hmm. So, he's, once again, he's making sure that Machado's going for the right price. So, mm-hmm. he made an offer. Just to make sure. It's still you know, like when you're in fantasy, when you do your fab. And, you know, and I don't need this player, but I want to I I make sure he doesn't go for cheap. I'll bet $3 on him. Just right. to make sure someone spent at least 4 or 5 I think it's the same thing Cashman here. Mm-hmm. Machado just doesn't make any sense for the Yankees. He's mm-hmm. not going to come cheap. He's going to go and cover top prospects here. There's no place for the Yankees to put him. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. He's only he, he has stated over and over again he will only play short. He just stated it this week mm-hmm. that he's a shortstop. So what are you doing with Didi? So, I mean, even if you want to look at it, oh, would he be an upgrade over Didi? Of course he would be. Yes. But now he, Didi's probably a better defensive shortstop. Machado's mm-hmm. not having a good defensive year at short. So wh- wh- where are you going to move Didi? You're going to put him at third? Second? I mean, you're weakening that position because uh, Torres is a better uh, second baseman and Inhorn's uh, a better third baseman. You know, are you going to just wreck the infield? Didi goes to second and Torres <laughs> goes to third. Good luck with your defense, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy seeing as though this pitching staff is not, outside of Severino is not a strikeout staff. Right. And that gets us to the next problem. What Does Machado win you a World Series? No. Is there anything wrong with the Yankees' offense? No. My you God. need pitching. <laughs> pitching. Now, granted, it's not out there. Mm-hmm. This is a, as a Yankee fan, it's a bad year. Yeah. Because there's pitching is not out there. There's no Justin Verlander that's coming through for the Yankees. It's, it, there's no one out there trading top pitching. Yes, mm-hmm. you can have a J.A. Happ. Of course you can. He's gotten wrecked in six slumping. straight starts. Five ERA right. in his last uh, six starts or so. Yeah, unfortunately for the Yankees, it's not there. Mm-hmm. You know who might be the big pitching addition for the Yankees? It Don't might be Cole Justin Hamels. Sheffield. Okay. Yeah, it might be. No, yeah. <laughs> Cole Hamels making too much money. He's, he, mm-hmm. The Yankees would owe him $33 million between this year and next. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't pitched all that well. So that's mm-hmm. not happening. Right. You know, they can't. They, full, uh, Detroit wants a, an arm and a leg for Fulmer, which they should. He's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. The only chance for the Yankees, as far as giving up top prospects and getting what they want, would be a Mets deal for DeGrom, Syndergaard. I doubt that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really doubt that happens. I don't think it's as crazy as it was maybe a month ago because I think the Mets are coming around to it, but I still don't think they want to trade with the Yankees, even though the Yankees have by far the best prospects. But I think that's the only way the Yankees would, would or should deal top prospects is if you can get the Grandma Syndergaard. Anybody else, it's not going to help you where you want to go. The Yankees don't have another important game until the wild card game. And in which case, I assume they're going to face Seattle and Paxton, although Oakland's playing well right now, so maybe, maybe that changes a little bit. But that's their goal. That's really what they have to worry about, not the regular season. Have and you given up on them winning the division? I know it's tough. Because, given up? Uh, no. no. The Red Sox but had Boston's a 10-game winning streak. Yeah, they had a 10-game winning streak, finally ended. But it didn't matter. I mean, I picked, I picked Boston to win the, before the season started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston is a better team. I mean, and, uh, I mean, if you want to say the offense is even – Yankees have the edge in bullpen, but the starting pitching with Boston's better. It's mm-hmm. just better. Sale and Severino, you want to say that those two cancel out each other? Great. Where else do the Yankees win? And really, any, give me another starter that's better than anybody Boston has. Not that Boston's are necessarily still, great. I still don't trust Porcello. I know Porcello is, is, is You cannot trust great. him all you want. What okay. Yankee starter do you trust? Uh, Anyone? You know, Anyone? Well, you know, Tanaka did C-C? come on late last season, Tanaka's, but you can't. Tanaka's got an ERA over five. Forget <laughs> Tanaka. He's he's been, you know, CC just got beat by Baltimore. He's gonna he's gonna break down as the season goes on. We know that. Mm-hmm. Domingo Germán's mm-hmm. ERA is approaching yeah. six. No, you can't. I mean, Sonny Gray. We know he's a disaster. Yes. That's what the Yankees. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, folks. Hey, tell you this, they're not winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not listening. Get out of the ground. It's just not happening. The pitching staff's not there. Stated over and over again, the biggest mistake that Cashman made was the Garrett Cole. Allowing yes, him to go yes. to Houston really changed things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we don't know what that deal was. 
You know, if it was Frazier and uh, no, the other guy, Chance Adams, he should have done that deal. But uh, mm-hmm. if it was more, if they wanted to shift that, I understand him not doing it. But that's the deal that's going to come back to haunt the Yankees, not getting Gary Cole. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right. I mean, uh, Cole really has pitched out of his mind. But uh, like you said, Machado's not going to win them the World Series. Start An, an extra starter might put them in line. So, uh, and when it's we come back, for a two-month rental, boys and girls. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We're on the same page here, George. When we come back, we'll talk more uh, trade rumors in fantasy baseball. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Little rocket. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Is this a little funky uh, My Sharona? There you go. Original done by The Knack. Love Run DMC. I was going to say, yeah, I, I didn't realize they did a cover of that. Well, it has to be a bunch of years ago. Love Run DMC. What's that, Sean? Ah, cool. I loved King of Rock by Run DMC. You a big Run DMC guy, George Kurtz? Big Run DMC? Oh, I mean, I like them. I wouldn't. I don't know if well, I'd say I'm a big Run DMC guy. Answer. Hey, uh, if you want to go to a 2018 World Series game, you got to make sure that you tune into the Fantasy Sports Radio Network between July 8th and July 17th as we'll be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. That's right. It's happening now. Uh, it already started on July 8th. We're going through July 17th. Uh, the number to play is 844-843-6879, and that's uh, 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge uh, going on right now through July 17th. Just call in and win. So, uh, George, uh, we were wondering uh, whether or not you were a big Run DMC fan. I don't know if I'd say I'm a big fan, <laughs> but I, uh, I guess you can hear me now, too. That's always a bonus. That is uh, a bonus. <laughs> yeah, we had some mic, mic issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I like a couple, of their, uh, a couple of their tunes here. You know, Corey Parson, he had a, he had a great line a couple weeks ago uh, about, I forget, I think it was a Tone Loke song offhand. Might mm-hmm. have been Young MC. And I actually knew knew the words and singing along to it, and he actually st- said, "Any, any uh, rap song that George knows the words to probably <laughs> shouldn't be played anymore." <laughs> uh, uh, Tone Loke, uh, Funky Cole Medina, right? That might have been. No, I, uh, hey, I you, think it was you Young MC. Now that I think about it, because you, you change. Yeah, you change, it was your, it was your Young MC. Yeah. Hey, listen, you change Funky Cole Medina to Funky Jogalina, you got a song right there. You redo. You got. You got a weird owl version here. Contact with the Yankovic. <laughs> so uh, uh, while we were at uh, commercial, I, I looked up the Garrett Cole rumors. You know the preseason rumors. It was Miguel Andahar, I think that was one of the uh, the players that you know stood in the way of that deal happening. So, uh, what would you think about uh, the Yankees if, if they had made that deal? You know, and giving up Miguel Andahar as one of the prospects. I mean, the way Cole has been pitching this season, I. I guess you would still make the deal, but Andahar's been on fire 
all year long. And uh, from what I read, the reason why the Yankees kind of even considering the Manny Machado uh, deal is because they're still not too crazy about Anderhar's glove. But uh, he's been doing it offensively. And personally, I don't think his glove has been that bad so far this year. His glove's been fine. Yeah. His arm's a little scatterbrained some, mm-hmm. sometimes. But uh, I overall, from what we've heard, I don't think his defense has been fine. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah, he came yeah, up, we, uh, we did hear that his defense wasn't great, but it's, it's mm-hmm. been fine. Right. It, uh, it certainly hasn't been a detriment to the team and all, but it, it doesn't matter. Machado doesn't want to play third base. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> that right. uh, what Anahar is. He's not the player uh, that's going to be forced to move anyway unless he's traded. And so, like I said, that, that to me is, it just doesn't matter. Machado stated earlier this week, again, that he's a shortstop. That he's no interest in moving to third base. So uh, I don't see that happening again as far as that. I mean, maybe he would change his mind if the Yankees make a deal for him, but wouldn't you have to know that beforehand? I mm-hmm. would before mm-hmm. making a deal for him. But once again, I don't think, uh, I think Cashman knows what the Yankees need. And it's not another bat. There's another mm-hmm. right-handed bat at that. You know, you need pitching. You know, the I think Machado is there purely if, if the price is, uh, you know, so low. Where, you know, it's crazy, Eddie, just giving mm-hmm. it away. You have, to, you have to go in like Stanton, where they're just trying to get rid of the contract. But that won't be the case with Baltimore. You know, they're going to want a lot from the Yankees. Hell, they might want more from the Yankees than any other team because, once again, they hate the Yankees. <laughs> and they do. They have no problem admitting they hate the Yankees. You well, know, so I, I just don't see this. Mm-hmm. I don't know about everybody. I mean, the Yankees, well, uh, certainly the, the Red Sox. The past couple of days, we've been watching Mets. the Indians, right? Anytime a, a team does something, uh, scores a run against the Yankees, it's if they uh, they won the lottery. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. well, well, why would Cleveland hate the Yankees? I wonder why. Um, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. see. Last year, I can't imagine why. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I get why Cleveland wouldn't like it. But uh, when, I, when I say hate, I don't mean hate and fan hate. I mean where the uh, ownership dislikes. Right. You know, it's the Mets, the Red Sox, uh, and Baltimore, your top three teams in baseball that just dislike the Yankees, where it'll also cost them more. Mm-hmm. And I, listen, I got to be honest with you, I have my doubts that Machado goes anywhere anyway because I don't trust Angelos and what he's going to do. Because right. he, he also knows, and he, he thinks of his pocketbook first. And what he's worried about, he knows as soon as Machado gets dealt, no one's going to Camden. No one's going now. Mm-hmm. So once, he, uh, once Machado gets dealt, there's no one to watch there anymore. You know, what, are you going to see Dylan Bundy? Are you kidding me? There's no one there. So uh, he, I think he's going to hold on to Machado for as long as he can to try and fill as many seats as possible. Mm-hmm. And you know, when ownership gets involved in these deals, it's difficult because uh, if you're dealing with the uh, – same thing with dealing with the Mets. You're talking to one guy, but does he have the authority to make a deal? The Mets have three GMs. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, doing the, the GM the, by the committee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a joke. <laughs> I mean, that's first thing I'd be – if I'm talking to Joe Galina – Joe, do you even have the authority to make a deal? If you tell me no, then why the hell am I talking to you? Why am I wasting my time here, especially as July I'm easy, moves I'm easy along? I'm to talk to. I, I'm a good listener. I'm sure you are. If you can't say yes, though, I don't want to talk to you. I just don't. <laughs> so that's why you know, the Mets, in my mind, is just strange. You know, you have all these deals the Mets should be making. You know, even if you, if you don't want to talk to Grom, you've got other players who should be moved, yet no one knows who the, the decision maker is here. Mm-hmm. If I talk to Joe Galina and Joe Galina goes, oh, I like this deal. Now I'll present it to the, uh, Jeff Wilpon. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And now i got to wait longer? You know, in my mind, it's, just a, it's a terrible way to run an organization. And I think that's what's going on here in Baltimore, too. And Baltimore's always been known as a team that's tough to deal with. Yep. Well, the, uh, the other uh, players that are involved uh, looking to make deals before the, the trade deadline, the Phillies are looking uh, to uh, trade for Machado. And uh, also, they're rumored to be linked to Zach Britton. So uh, you talked about what a, tra- a difficult uh, trade partner the Orioles are. Phillies, Phillies like uh, I, I guess they they, they like uh, challenges <laughs> because they trying to make two deals with the Orioles. Well, uh, we've heard Philly ownership uh, wants to make a splash. Mm-hmm. They want to make a splash. They they're you know they're in first place in the division, playing well, and they're a team that could sign Machado. And mm-hmm. or Harper. Yeah, they got plenty uh, of money. You know, yes. this, well, it's not about plenty of money. They're a big, the people don't realize this is a big market team. This is not a small mm-hmm. market team. <laughs> and they have a massive television contract. Mm-hmm. So they make, they make money. They could sign either guy. You know, or like I said, they could sign both if they really want. I don't think they would, but they could. So they, if they made a deal for Machana, it wouldn't necessarily be a two-month rental. Or they may not view it as that. So mm-hmm. they may be willing to pay a price. You know, and you're right about the Britain thing. We heard that all of a sudden that Baltimore is willing to uh, package them both. What that tells you is that 
they're not getting the offers of Britain they thought. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not getting top offers of Britain. And that's not surprising. You looked at Britain. Have you seen him pitch? As I'm assuming you did. I did during the Yankee right. series. He doesn't look yep. very good. Right. You know, yeah, either he's still hurt or he's still recovering mm-hmm. or he's not that pitcher anymore. You know, his ERA is a whip of showing that. So you see why. And maybe they think if they package him, well, then maybe they can get the deal they want. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they can't get two deals, but they get one big deal. Makes sense. It certainly makes sense to see what, what's out there. And also, by doing it, you're letting teams know that, hey, if you do want Britain, step it up. Or else he's going in a Machado deal here. I think uh, Philadelphia makes a lot of sense here. I think Milwaukee could make some sense. as they've, uh, They could use a shortstop here. I think Milwaukee needs a pitcher more than a short, more than another hitter, so like the Yankees do. But I, I get it there. Still have been rumored, too, for Machado, no? Yeah, I don't think the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. have the prospects to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't think. I certainly do. Uh, they could, yeah. But I don't. I don't think they have the prospects to do this. So mm-hmm. I don't think he would go there. So, but uh, like I said, I would watch out for Philadelphia. I think they make a lot of sense mm-hmm. for Machado. They have a need because JP Crawford's not working out there. They have the money to sign him long term, so they may not be viewed as a rental. And they do have the prospects to go after him. Now, if Britain goes to the Phillies in a deal, uh, not necessarily their closer, right? I mean, uh, Nishak got the save Friday night. Uh, Dominguez, right, has been linked as as their closer, so he would not necessarily get uh, all save opportunities with Baltimore, right? And and how does that affect Brock? I know that the Orioles aren't going to win that many games going forward, but uh, Brock, the the guy to to own also in Baltimore, so that's a I guess a two part question. <laughs> well, I, Dominguez is the best. No matter what, if Britain goes to Philadelphia or not, Britain Dominguez is the guy you want to own there because he's the, mm-hmm. their best reliever. But they're not using him, and I applaud Gabe Kapler for this. They're not using him just in safe situations of a ninth inning. Mm-hmm. If they think the game's on the line in the eighth, he comes in on the eighth. Maybe he'll get four outs for the save. Maybe he won't. You know, so I applaud the way they're using him. They, they're, they're doing what's best for the team, not mm-hmm. best for personal uh, statistics. So. Uh, I would assume Britain would be used sort of the same way. What I mean by that is, well, he's a left-hander. If their left hand is coming up in the eighth inning, guess when Britain's pitching? You know, that, that's the way I would assume, the way Cap was r- r- running that bullpen right now. Mm-hmm. You know, where he doesn't really have uh, – like I said, Dominguez is the guy I want there. He's their best reliever, but he's not going to get all the saves. You just said it, Nisha got it left. That's, that's not the way they're doing things. Good mm-hmm. for him. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would assume Britain is the same way if he goes there. He's a good addition there because you still want a left-hander. He may not be the pitcher he was. Maybe he develops into that. But no, I don't think he automatically becomes the closer there. I'd still rather own Dominguez, even if Britain does get there. As for Baltimore, this really comes down to the who cares. You know, they are a bad team. But that being said, I don't think it's Brock. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think Brock's the guy you want there. I mean, they're not going to win too many games anyway. Right. Uh, they're not winning games now with Machado and uh, Britain. More or less what they're going to do afterwards, unless they play the Yankees. They seem to be able to beat the Yankees, which is uh, scary. I think the guy you're going to want there... I would look at Castro, Givens. I think those are the two guys that uh, Givens would be my first choice there. I think that mm-hmm. would be the closer there. I think Brock has uh, sort of failed in the role. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think they want to give the uh, other guys a shot here. But as I said, if this, you know, if this deal would happen tonight, tomorrow, I wouldn't be going out on my waiver wire and spending a ton on these guys. It comes down to every save is valuable. You spend a couple of bucks if you need one. But I, like I said, I wouldn't be breaking the bank. What do they want, 30 games right now? They might only win 20-something the rest of the season. How many mm-hmm. of those are going to be saves? You got a good point there. So just in general, let's step aside here. In terms of the closer position looking towards 2019 fantasy baseball, it just seems that more and more teams are you know, using the analytics, and we've talked about this before, um, in determining when to bring in a, a reliever and whatnot. I mean, of course, you know, the, the Jansons from the Dodgers and Kimbrell from the Red Sox and Aroldis Chapman from the Yankees and uh, Edwin Diaz from the 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 Mariners are you know top guys, but uh, other than let's say those four or five top closers in the game, next year when you're drafting um, you know a, a reliever, I mean, I, I, do you skip on uh, you know the the closer after those top five guys and just Boy, hold on to your scary. <laughs> Yeah, it could could be scary next year. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this is why. You know, Lenny Melnick used to be a big believer in uh, really not drafting close, or certainly not spending uh, a lot of high capital on closers and playing the waiver wire game that mm-hmm. you can find. Say, and he's right, you can. It's tough to do that. You really have to pay attention, but it can be done because mm-hmm. you said it. I mean, how many pure closers are there going to be next year? It, it might barely reach double digits. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you know, most of us play in twelve team leagues. You might that's one per team. After that, 
if more and more of these new you mentioned the analytics, these new managers come in believing mm-hmm. that, and I, I really to me it's not so much about believing. We all know it makes more sense. Yeah, you know, not yeah. to have a closer pitch the ninth inning. Oh, it's five two in the ninth. Bring me he's facing the seventh, eighth, and ninth batters. You know what? Maybe the game was on the line in the eighth inning when you had to face the three, four, five batters. Yeah, that's really the game was important, not not the ninth. But the problem is there's no stats for that. Holders are going to get you paid. Mm-hmm. Saves get you paid. The age is going to have a heart attack. There's so many phone calls here. So that's why I think this has to be ingrained over years. But Capo's doing it. We've seen a couple other teams do it now. So I don't think it's necessarily the saves are going away yet, but I do wonder if we're starting to see a trend now. Mm-hmm. Think, with the new, with this, with, with the I analytics, with are. the newer managers, newer younger managers. By that, not these old guys, the younger ones mm-hmm. who bring up in the game differently. If we're going to start to see a change, especially if you don't have the Kimbrels, the Chapmans, you know, mm-hmm. the top top closers here, the guys you know are coming in the ninth inning. But mm-hmm. the only detriment detriment to that, really, and I do think this is true, is that if these pitchers don't know when they're coming in, that could be bad for their arms. Right, because mm-hmm. they, they all have their routines of when they start to warm up, when right. they start to loosen up. And Even get the that. mental aspect but if, as well, but you're right, the physical aspect is, should be considered, yes. But even that, if that was so, so true and such a, uh, such a bad thing, well, what about the other relievers? They never know if they're coming in the 6th, 7th, or 8th inning. Yet mm-hmm. They seem to survive just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to, to note how uh, fantasy baseball drafts unfold next year. And, you know, it, it's... It's different in the playoffs because it's a do-or-die situation. But, look, if you're trying to win a game, you see teams, uh, they'll bring in their ace for an inning, you know, if they really need to win a game. So there's different ways, I guess, of managing. But uh, I I do think that we're seeing a trend that's going to continue, you know, because it's a copycat sport. So just how the the, the defensive shift started uh, with one manager one year, then all of a sudden everyone's doing it. So, but... Whatnot. So let's uh, talk about a couple other players that uh, could be on the move. Uh, it looks like the Indians are looking for a bat. Uh, Andrew Jones rumored to uh, possibly be heading over to the Indians. Yeah, we've heard this, and once again, Baltimore should be trading everything that's not nailed down. <laughs> Jones is very popular in Baltimore, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they're. Uh, I don't know if they'll pull that trick. And also, you know, he's, he'd be third on the list of players they want to deal there. Uh, Indians, I don't know if, I guess they could use a bat, but man, don't you need bullpen help? That mm. bullpen's a, a, a Especially I mean, a with train Andrew wreck. Miller, uh, being, uh, on the right, sideline. That, that bullpen's that a knee. disaster. I think they have the worst ERA in baseball. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Uh, let's look for help in the right areas. You can try and outslug everybody. You don't need starting pitching help. You're fine there. You know, Kluber, I assume with a knee injection, he'll be good to go next week. Carrasco, Clevenger, Bieber, uh, you're good. Uh, Trevor, I forgot Trevor Bauer was a, had a fantastic season. They're fine. Oh my! They yeah. need bullpen help, and they need it badly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if I'm Cleveland, if I'm going to spend assets at the deadline, it's the bullpen, not offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Lenny Melnick. I heard this morning he was mentioning uh, that Derek Dietrich might be on the move to the Brewers. You had mentioned the Brewers also earlier. He's having a nice year: two eighty-eight batting average, eleven home runs. Not so sure how he fits in with Milwaukee. Once again, it's, it, they don't need him. He doesn't even have a position he can play. What is it, bench work? Uh, Milwaukee needs starting pitching. You know, they do. I mean, if I'm Milwaukee, if, they, if the Mets won't trade with the Yankees, then, but the Mets do want to trade the Grom and or Syndergaard, that's who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. But we've also heard Milwaukee, uh, they're in on Machado as well because he does fit their need, a shortstop. Mm. Very true. So when we come back, uh, we'll talk about a couple of pitchers that might be available. Like George said, there's not much out there. There's bad time to be wanting to trade for a starting pitcher. We'll talk a little uh, all-star action. Uh, who made it, who didn't, who should have, who, who, uh, who's there and shouldn't be. <laughs> we'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844 844- 
844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-
definitely deserves to be on that team. Nine home runs so far this year. I guess, you know, uh, he's probably in line with upper teens if he keeps up this pace. But, uh, you know, uh, it was always amazing that he hit as many home runs as he did, but 14 stolen bases. So no argument with him there, right, George? Uh, Jose Ramirez. No, you know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No I can't argument. see anybody arguing with uh, Altuve <laughs> or Ramirez for that matter. Ramirez oh. is an MVP candidate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we talked about Machado uh, having a great year. Mookie Betts having a great year. Mike Trout an automatic, and uh, Aaron Judge uh, another. I guess you could consider him an automatic because uh, to me, we've talked about it that he's done a lot better than you know expect i mean if, if you would have told me that he'd be hitting 250 right now i, I wouldn't be surprised but uh he's just an overall uh good player not only with the bat but defense as well and of course as the dh jd martinez everything that the red sox had expected <laughs> and more no oh by far more once again <laughs> another mvp candidate uh, martinez having a fantastic first half mm-hmm. of the season Mm-hmm. Now, you have a little issue with uh, Salvador Perez making the team, don't you? Batting 217, 12 home runs, and 39 runs batted in. I mean, come on. We, we, those aren't all-star numbers. By far, they're not all-star numbers. But I get it. It's catcher. You mm-hmm. know, I think I wrote in the column, who else would you take over him? Right. You know, even if Gary Sanchez was healthy, his, I mean, his power numbers are better, but his batting average is under 200. Mm-hmm. You know, Jan Gomes with Cleveland, I guess you can make an argument there. Power numbers are a little less. At least the average is 250. Uh, but that's it's catcher is just a, turning into a black hole. Jonathan LaCroix had a terrible season. It's just it's not where you need it to be. It's amazing how far LaCroix has just fallen off the radar. You know, I mean, uh, you know, his days is looked upon as a, a viable fantasy catcher. Done, but uh, you know, it just it just happened so quick. It did. I mean, he was he was playing in good hitters parks too, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah. Texas couldn't hit, Milwaukee. Colorado couldn't hit, and mm-hmm. right. Well, the mm-hmm. uh, or Milwaukee did hit, uh, mm-hmm. but ever since he moved out of there, it just hasn't worked out. And mm-hmm. Oakland, I think we knew that wasn't going to work out. Not uh, not a great hitters park at all here. But Lacroix, mm-hmm. uh, it makes you well, makes you wonder what happened here. You know, maybe he got hurt. He got hurt in his hotel room where, according to him, was what is the story we heard? A suitcase fell on him or something like that. <laughs> and he's really never been the same player since. Right. Right. Uh, anybody else on this team that, that you either uh, not too happy with? I know Mitch Moreland, you're a little unhappy. I think he was batting 195 over his past 13 games. Uh, other than that, I mean, I mean, as I just like to think that we could have done better than Mitch Moreland, and I think we mm-hmm. could have. Uh, we get. I understand you need a, ca- a catcher has to be a catcher, but you know what? You can have a third baseman play first base in the All-Star mm-hmm. game. The game doesn't mean anything anymore. The best mm-hmm. player should be there. Mullins had a nice season. It's not an All-Star season. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just uh, not an All-Star season. So you don't, we don't need to, you don't need to see him there. Right. You know, like, he's not the lone Red Sox representative either. It's another rule mm-hmm. I'd love to get rid of. I think that's idiotic. Either you are an All-Star or you're not an All-Star. All right, I don't care if your uh, team doesn't get representative. If you don't have an All-Star, then guess what? Your team sucks too, fu- too freaking bad. So... Uh, <laughs> I, I just never like that at all, where every team has to be represented, and I think it's kind of silly. I also don't, you know, when, this is more fun the game meant something. But when the game meant something, well, if it's important, then shouldn't someone like Mike Trout be playing nine innings? Mm. You know, should they play nine innings because the game means something? Don't you want, don't you want to see Mike Trout bat in the, you know, hit the game-winning home run in the ninth inning? You're never going to yeah. see that. He's a starter every year. He'll be out by inning three. He, mm. he won't play when the game matters. Yeah, but that's always the way it's been. And you know what? If I'm the Angels, you know. Not I'd always, no. Not well, always. They, I that, guess that, when that, you were that playing changed. for that. Yeah, when you were playing for that World Series home home uh, field advantage, I guess it, it changed a little bit. No? I guess you're right. But um, if I'm the Angels, I want him in there three innings and then out. You know, no chance. Oh, if you're the Angels, you, you don't want him in there at all. Ever since he suffered right. that finger injury, that finger sprain, he hasn't been the mm-hmm. same hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something going on there. You hope the uh, from the ends, I, w- I wouldn't mind him, you know, begging out of the World Series and uh, or banging out, I should say. And this way, you get four days to, uh, to heal that finger up completely. I mm-hmm. think it's better now. But I think he only has two home runs in the past three weeks since this injury occurred. Mm-hmm. So he's not driving the ball at all. He's also not being pitched to all that much. This could also be something that has to do with his lack of production of late. Right. Uh, Gleyber Torres on the DL, but uh, named to the team as a reserve. Jed Lowry, we talked about him, I think, last week, just what a season he's been having. He could be a guy that could be on the move, too, no? If you're the A's? Oakland's, on, Oakland's only five games out. Mm-hmm. I assume no. You know, I assume uh, they're going to – I don't think they're going to go for it as far as adding uh, adding 
top pieces, but I think they might add a piece or two, something to help them on here. I mean, listen, but he may never have as think much about it. value in the trade market as he does right now, right? This this could be true a career, so, you know, career year. For what him. are you playing for? I mean, how uh, you know Oakland's five games out of the wild card. The team there behind is Seattle. How is Seattle playing so well? I mean, when you look at them, they don't look like a great team. Their rotation is held held together by you know glue. <laughs> Right, it's right. not very good. This team could easily uh, tr- crater in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I'm Oakland, I mean, once again, it depends on what you're playing for. Is making the playoffs the only thing that's important to you? If it is, then you may have to go for it. But if, <laughs> let's just say, winning the World Series is all you care about, well, you know, Oakland has to realize, yeah, we, we, we might win the wild cards. <laughs> One game, you never know. But right. you're not, you, they're not going to beat the gauntlet of Boston uh, Cleveland, Houston, Yankees, they're not, they're not going to be three of those teams, which is what they'd have to do. Right. So uh, they, maybe they, that, that does play into this, and they realize, okay, you know, yeah, we can make the wild card. We can't, we're not going to go much further behind that. If we can get mm. a good offer for Lowry, we do it. But I, mm. I'll say that over and over again. If I'm a GM, this is my fantasy team or my regular team, every player is always available. Whether mm. I'm in the playoff hunt or not, if I get the right offer, away he goes. Right. Um <clears throat> Alex Bregman, I wanted to talk about him, how hot he's been. He's on the reserves, man. This guy, when you look at uh, what he's done uh, recently, yeah, first of all, I mean, he's really, you know, we talk about um, Dozier, Brian Dozier from the Twins being a second-half guy. Bregman has really turned into a second-half guy too, right? First career uh, through July through September, that's 540 at-bats, 298 batting average, 22 home runs, 87 runs better than 14 steals. April through June for his career, batting 264. So that's a 34-point batting average difference. The power's still there, you know, 25 home runs, the 79 ribbies, and the 13 stolen bases. But uh, Bregman, you know, for the past month, been batting 343, 10 home runs. He's really been on fire. And he started off so slow, right? He started off the season right. slowly. People, yeah. fancy owners were angry at him, uh, mm-hmm. and now he's, he's turned it around. Mr. Baseball's mm-hmm. a long season. We see this over and over again. It does take certain players mm-hmm. a month or two to get into the season before, before they start to hit. You know, mm-hmm. Brian Doge is famous for doing this, right? That's what he uh, does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was a, couple, right, a couple of years ago, he had 28 home runs after the All-Star break. It, it's the way it is. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, I understand it's tough to be patient. You know, it, it's, it is. You know, but baseball, you generally do have to be. Bregman has played great. You know, he's uh, he's playing in a good hitter's lineup and a decent hitter's ballpark, especially if you can hit the ball, if you can pull the ball right down the left field line. Uh, once again, he deserves to be where he is as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my great fantasy baseball invitational team, uh, I've been moving a little bit. My, I started terribly. And maybe later on in the show we'll talk about how our fantasy baseball season's been going. But I've moved within the past few weeks from – 15th to 10th. So uh, where I need help is, is more offense. Do you think if I find a team, if I could find a team that needs an Edwin Diaz closer for the, for the Mariners and, uh, you know, Bregman would be, would a Diaz for Bregman trade be equal value in your opinion? In fantasy. Not for the guy for, getting Diaz. Presiding. I'd much rather have Bregman. Mm-hmm. No how many saves really Diaz needs gets? Save. I mean, you mm-hmm. You're looking at a one-category guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bregman can hit you all the categories, so I, I would much rather have Bregman in a heartbeat. D- Diaz is having a season for the ages. Mm-hmm. And he might break the saves record. He right. has that kind of season. But still, it's only saves. And that's not to say you wouldn't do this deal. Mm-hmm. Because if you could be in first place in the league where the only thing you're missing is saves, and you lock that up, you, you win the league. In this case, the, the trade makes perfect sense. But in a vacuum, this is not close. Mm-hmm. You know, you want Bregman. If you're drafting, t- if you're drafting today for the rest of the season – Bregman's what, third-round pick? Diaz still goes around five, round six. Mm-hmm. You know, he may be the top closer or one of the top three, but that's where he's going to go. You know, and once again, there's no guarantee that the Mariners are going to play so many close games in the second half. You know, right. so it's always risky with closers here. That's a deal you do in a heartbeat if you're, if you're getting Bregman. But like I said, that, that, that doesn't mean whoever's getting Diaz is getting rip, ripped off. It all depends on where you are in the standings and what categories you need to hit. Exactly, exactly. All right, um... How about the National League team? We spent a lot of time on the American League team. Uh, Bryce Harper, does he deserve to be a starter on this NL team? Of course not. I mean, he's batting, what, 210, 220. Uh, I mean, the power numbers are there. I mean, it really depends on how you view the All-Star team. Uh, I mean, Keith Lohr, uh, former uh, GM, assistant GM of the Toronto Blue Jays, and now a scout for ESPN, 
he'll tell you that he believes the All-Star game shouldn't be about guys who had the best first halves. It should be about mm-hmm. the stars. Right. You know, I don't necessarily believe that, but some people do. Mm-hmm. I think it should be about the guys who've had the best. I think you're being rewarded, re- rewarded for the, you know, the best 80 games. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do think it should be about that. You know, that being said, it, the game is in his home park. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, I didn't rail against it. I thought about it, <laughs> but I didn't rail against it mm-hmm. as far as the, uh, the all-star game. But man, you, know, you see 220, you know, it just it doesn't look right. But he's also got 20 plus home runs. Mm-hmm. And in today's, the game has changed. You know, I do wonder, Joe, if, uh, you know, today's 220 is the new 250 from when you and I were growing up. Right, right, you know, right. That, that's what we the game is. We talked about Joey Gallo. I mean, when we were kids, Joey Gallo wouldn't be in the major leagues. No, <laughs> he wouldn't because that it'd be just too much of an albatross. That that mm-hmm. average hanging around his head. But the game is definitely different nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so many teams they don't believe you can string together three hits. You know, right. three singles to get a run, or a double and two singles, or a single. You know, it's just too hard to do in today's game. Mm-hmm. You know, so they believe you got you need that you need the power you need that three run home run. They don't mind the strikeouts. You know, I do, you know, and I don't know if that's me, uh, you know, being uh, older or, or if it's just I, I like the game to be played right where an out is not necessarily – not all outs are equal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are outs that, you know, you, you put the ball in the air, you have a chance to get on base. You strike mm-hmm. out, you don't. It's right. just that simple. And if there's a runner on base, you put the ball in, the, in play, you could get an error. You could move a base runner over. So I don't believe necessarily that a strikeout is a strikeout. So – but I do wonder, like I said, if the two, if today's two twenty, or in Harper's case, two fourteen, is the new two forty, two fifty from when you and I were growing up. Mm-hmm. I hear you, man. Um, any other uh, surprises here on the NL team or snubs that you think that uh, you know should have won? Or we have about a minute left. You know, like I said, there are always going to be snubs. A lot of the snubs have been fixed. You know, I thought Jesus Aguilar not being on the team. I mean, come on, the guy who's oh had my a monster gosh. season yeah. in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and he ke- continues to rake Max Muncie. Mm-hmm. Was certainly uh, a snub there, and uh, you know. But I said I don't get all that worked up about it. I just don't because it's going to happen every year. Uh, when you, you know, when every team has to be represented, you know you're going to leave some guys out. That's just the way it is. You hope enough guys will not be able to play because mm-hmm. of playing uh, starting tomorrow, so they can't play, or that'll beg out for whatever it may, even their phantom injuries that the guys who do deserve to be there and want to be there will be able to play. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, at the top of the hour, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, will join us. We're switching gears. We'll talk some fantasy football. Scott Fishball uh, League drafts. We'll be back with more Week of Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 